time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 258 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name is Trevor Long from eftm.com.au. On Twitter, at Trevor Long. And sitting next to me here in the Tech Guide Theatre, Stephen Fennick on Twitter, at Stephen Fennick with a PH on the interwebs, techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. G'day, Trevor. Welcome to the Tech Guide Theatre. These new seats you haven't nearly seen. Ra- seat. I'm nearly, it's, it's like, it's like uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but the uh, I do feel like I'm in gold class, let's be honest. It's been fully refreshed, acoustic sound and seating here in the Tech Guide Theatre. We have a big show this week. All the latest tech news here on Two Blokes Talking Tech each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Tell you about them shortly. Well, I thought we'd kick off today, not with a huge lengthy story, but uh, an interesting one in terms of business, which we don't normally cover. But the reason I think it's worth talking about is because when a company goes public, they have to start telling the public, that is their investors, more and more about themselves. And Ruslan Kogan is going public. Not him himself, but Kogan.com um, will list on the share market expected to be on the 30th of June. They're looking to raise something like $50 million out of a $1.80 per share offering. But put all that aside what i love is digging down and going so what do we now know that we didn't know before so forecast sales in um next financial year 241 million dollars which i think and we'll, we'll find out over the next few days as business publications reported but i think that might be less than some people thought that they were selling that's forecast don't forget this is so they yeah. they they do what they call sort of blue sky gray sky um, forecasts blue yeah. sky being the best gray sky being conservative so that sounds on the conservative side, do you think? Oh, no, I've just I've heard people suggest that Kogan sells, you know, three hundred, five hundred million dollars a year, and we've never known. It's always been speculation, right? Okay. It's the same with the BRW Rich List. No one really knows how much money he's got. Yeah. Um, Fifty-two million visits a year to uh, Kogan.com. Wouldn't mind that traffic to Tech Guide or oh. EFTM, would you? Fifty-two I've got, million. I've got Fifty-three. You're yeah, kidding? Of course, no. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and but this is interesting, right? Who's Six doing your SEO. That's what I'd yeah. like. Six hundred and twenty-one thousand. Unique customers per annum, and that's uh, in this ca- in calendar year 2015, two six hundred and twenty one thousand customers. That's so that cool. that's a base, right? That's where Jerry Harvey's now going. Right, what do I need? Like, where yeah, do I, I sit? Was, I was going to ask that question. Do you think that six hundred and twenty one thousand people would walk through the doors at Harvey Norman stores around the country? They probably would, eh? Or around the, around Australia, JB Hi Fi for sure. That's a great C- question. Cumulative number. But but and this, this is the thing. It's one store, right? When you think about it, in terms of overheads well, and everything. So yeah, that's right. Uh, 2.3 million subscribers to Kogan.com. So for my mind, it's a 10-year story. You know, he's done a good job as a 23-year-old launching the company and getting yeah. to this point. The, you ask yourself why. I, I'm not a, I'm not into this shit. You probably know more than I do because of voice bite and your, your relationship with mm-hmm. you know, investors and things. Yeah. But the idea behind this, from my mind, is if you want to do something big as a business, yeah. you need money, right? And to get money, you either you know make it 
uh, which could take 10 years to make $50 million, yeah. or you go public, you get a cash injection of $50 million and you start investing that back into the business. And that's what they look like they're going to try and have, do. Have they given the information about what what portion of the business that $50 million is going to buy? Uh, they, well, the total valuation, it'll put the total valuation at $168 million. Um, Ruslan okay, maintains... So that's, less, so that's less than a third then of the company they're going to sell. Yeah, Ruslan and... Um, I'm going to say his name's David. If you scroll up, you will find the names. But uh, Ruslan and his partner, um, David Schaefer, yes, yep. it is, um, maintain 69.2%. Uh, so it's less It's less than 30, well, just on 30%. Mm. Yeah, just the, on 30.8%. Yeah. Which means in the future, they've obviously got the opportunity to, to go even further public, yep. but also it means that they, they maintain pretty well full control of the business. Obviously, they have to create a board yep. and a whole different uh, structure. And as I say, they've got to now be public. They've got to talk yeah. about things. It may affect Ruslan in quite a big way because it strategically changes the way he operates. He can't yeah. just, you know, big mouth. He's got to be careful. He's now the, the director <laughs> of a public company. To. Yes, yeah, exactly right. And of course, you know, well, not not that he wasn't transparent in the first place, but this reinforces the fact that, yes, you need to be quite transparent. You, you've got shareholders to, to think of uh, and all these other things. So uh, interesting to see how the business will sort of pivot on this. And obviously, the fact that you know dicksmith.com.com.au is under the umbrella as well that that's all part of the picture now isn't it so let's speculate quickly before we move on what what could Ruslan do with 50 million dollars to expand the business because it's not like you build a bigger online store you can have as many products as you like yeah. it doesn't cost more money you know what it is it's physical distribution. So here's what I tip. Yeah. I tip right now that Ruslan Kogan or Kogan.com will launch Brisbane and Sydney distribution yeah, centres. Warehouses. Yeah, exactly. warehouses yeah, so that right. he can become Australia's Amazon. Because yeah. sooner or later, Amazon Prime is going to come here yeah. and they're going to have you know same-day deliveries. Harvey Norman are doing same-day deliveries yeah. now. So you could argue Kogan's behind Harvey Norman in some respects. He needs to ramp that up. So he's got to build or take a, a distribution house in Sydney yep. so that he can have a big factory full of his you know 28,000 products. Yep. And he can deliver quicker to people. We should. Uh, that that's kind of the, the part of the process that customers don't see. Our listeners listening to this are, are used to either are ordering something online or walking into a store and then walking out with it again. Mm. The whole distribution model—it's such a big business too. Like companies, they're like Ingram Micro look after Apple's worldwide distribution and all these other things going on behind the scenes. Such a major part of the operation, and and so having his structure now, and and you're right, I reckon that money's going to go dead set into building warehouses so he. He can his initial model is factory to you it'll be factory to the warehouse near you then to you so yeah. he's got a he's obviously expanding and this will just fund those expansion plans because yeah. i think if you look at the online retail world and a lot of us are familiar with it that the amazon model is clearly the the, the best in the business right now yeah. and their their move towards a subscription-based service that allows you to have um you know immediate deliveries and things like that why wouldn't you be why wouldn't kogan mobile customers for example get you know two hour delivery windows for kogan.com products you know those kind of things yeah so you're not going to see a bit different website you're not going to see you know he, he spruiked and I've, I've published the whole letter it's quite, a, quite an extensive letter that he's written in the perspective prospectus and on the website mm. you know their their strength is in things like algorithms and this yeah. kind of stuff he he's put a lot of value in that stuff when you think about it he's only had to concentrate on online sales whereas these other businesses like harvey's jb they've come from the bricks and mortar side and they're kind of learning online later so he's he's got all this uh, this wealth of experience ahead of the curve 
and that he's using to his advantage. And he has to do this public yeah. offer so that he can stay ahead. Otherwise, he will fall behind. Yeah. And let's be honest, um, if Kogan.com valued at $168 million, then what's Two Blacks Talking Tech valued at? <laughs> about 120 so solid. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be up there. Any, anyone who wants to invest, let us know. <laughs> We're happy to work out a valuation. Yeah, you can get in touch with us both uh, on Twitter, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Finnick. Uh, keen to know what you think, uh, whether you think it'll have an impact or a change on Kogan.com. Uh, also, keen to hear what you think the uh, Two Blacks Talking Tech is valued at. Two Blacks Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. Well, we've, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a bit full. We, we, just, we, just, we just had five Domino's pizzas delivered uh, to the tech guide offices here. We should be clear. We struggled to eat one of them. Yeah, it between was between the uh, two of us. We had, yeah, you had to have guests around we, to, to yeah. polish off a couple of extras. We, we are athletes, so we've got to we'll, we'll look at like Olympic training, mate. especially if you're Trevor. That's yeah. right. But uh, reason for this generous delivery by Domino's was the fact that they had an event this morning, uh, and we're, we're recording this on a, on a Thursday. So they had an event first thing this morning where it was a pretty big deal. Actually, they had a, they had the um, Sydney Theatre Company. It was all decked out in Domino's colours. Everyone that that arrived had a lanyard with a stopwatch on it, and the, the theme of the show, of the day was time is the enemy of food. So Domino's being a, a pizza delivery company. It, it you know they're talking about how to get your food to you faster and by by do, and doing that with new technology and and what they've come up with is it's really interesting how they've taken the data that they gather with their GPS tracking and all these learnings they've made the the main one for me was what surprised me was that up to sixty percent of their customers actually come to the store to pick up the pizza so That's staggering the right? deliveries are actually less than people that walk in and and get it over the counter so with that and in th- mind, there's a price thing to that too right because you yeah, pay it's less. cheaper yeah, it's yeah. cheaper to, to, to turn up and get it but with that and this whole idea of trying to get that food to you as soon as it comes out of the oven fresh is they've taken the gps tracking for drivers and turned it around for the customer so if you're ordering a pizza and you want to go to the store whether you're driving you're riding your bike or walking you can choose to be tracked so that they know exactly where you are mm-hmm. as you're approaching the store. And then when you enter what they call the cook zone, then they'll put your pizza in the oven. So they'll estimate by your location through GPS that you volunteered, by the way. Mm-hmm. You will then arrive and your pizza will be just coming out of the oven ready for you to take it home. Which, which also means that uh, you won't be either waiting for it as long as you might have been yeah. if you get there early or it won't be waiting for you. The whole point being you're getting a fresher pizza out, out of the, the oven. oven. That's right. So uh, traditionally you'd order your pizza and if it took you 20 minutes to get there or half an hour, then your pizza's been sitting there for 10 minutes. And as they say, time is the enemy of food. The longer it's sitting there, the worse it's going to taste. Mm. So Domino's have, have taken that on board and created that, that facility for customers. The other thing they've talked about too is... Is is the uh, is a new f- new part of their app called Zero Click, so you can go into the app, nominate your favourite pizza. So you could you might have in your settings, okay, I'm I'm a large pepperoni is your favourite. So that Me if, you order, sauce. <laughs> if you want to order, and it is literally zero click. So apart from you opening the app. It then gives you a, a countdown timer where you've got 10 seconds to cancel the order you've just placed. So just by opening the app, places that favorite order, and you've got 10 seconds then to to to, uh, to stop it. So you can say, oh, oops, I opened that accidentally. You don't want it. Or you can literally have a zero-click ordering system where the, the food will start to be prepared. Your order will be prepared. And they, and they also spoke about all the different sort of aspects of the business that take time. And they were talking about, they said, how long do you reckon a pizza it takes to make a Domino's. How many minutes do you reckon it takes to, to make? make? To make and cook. Oh, make and cook? 
12 minutes. Seven minutes, 40 seconds okay. is the cooking time. Yep. And how they're going to increase that? Cooking time to... or the main time? No, two... sorry, that's from start from to finish start, the, yeah. Yeah, to create your pizza. Yep. And what they're doing now, they're investing in new ovens, so they're going to get that time down to four minutes and eventually down to three minutes. So they're talking with all this knowledge and all this data. They want to try to have a 10-minute delivery service or a three-minute pickup service using all the, their data that they've gathered, the new equipment to make, cook the pizzas faster, and all this other information that they're gathering from customers. So. I'm, not a, um, I'm not a chef, but when I'm hungry and I turn the oven up, the chips just burn. It doesn't work <laughs> no, that way. It's, it's a new... Because how they do that, they call it um, inline cooking. I learned a little bit about the pizza making process today. And I've made a few pizzas. <laughs> I worked at a few so pizzas. How they've got the, 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 the oven's got a little conveyor belt inside it. So they, they pop it on one side, and by the time it runs through, it's cooked. So the new oven is going to obviously have obviously be higher temperature, sort of concentrated heat, faster conveyor, uh, but they're going to cook things in parallel rather than in line. Like it takes because yeah, they, they don't only just they don't only just make pizzas; they make little dessert things and other little side dishes. And everything is made in a line. So they're going to make things in parallel to speed up that process yeah. even further. So yeah. they're really, look, you know, how many restaurants and delivery companies have gone to that length to try to create a better experience for the customer? And also, we talk all the time about bloody innovation and disruption and all that kind of garbage. I mean, in the end, that's, that is innovation, right? When you take a business that could simply still be flipping and, and cooking pizzas in a wood-fired oven and, yeah. you, and you, you set a target. Uh, to change the way they're made, let alone delivered, it's uh, it's good. It's good to see companies like that. Absolutely right. And uh, and just lastly on this, they they also they've got a sort of automated delivery concept. It's they a, showed this a few a, months ago. It's, it's a load of garbage. <laughs> I actually saw it today. I saw it. it's a little it's a little car like a robot car that's got a couple of headlights that look like a face. It's called Drew, D-R-U, and it arrives at your house. Much chance of that arriving at my house is there is a drone delivering <laughs> yeah, a pizza. Yeah, maybe, but look. But you know what? But, but you got to hand it to them, though. They're thinking about it, though. They're thinking it through. Yeah, who knows? In 10 years' time, this could be common. This could be commonplace. This technology could develop to a point where they're just zipping around everywhere. Here's what through. I want to know. The drivers. I've delivered a few pizzas in my time. And Have you really? Yeah, buddy oath, mate. <laughs> And as a pizza delivery driver, you make your money on tips. Yeah. With uh, with FPOS being mobile, yeah. how the hell are drivers making money? It's a really good point. Unless the person has got some change near the front no, door. Man, I'm not throwing change at someone if I pay by car. That's just weird. Yeah, but but uh, I think some would have a little maybe a little tip chart near the door. Can we get some information on the Ziggy Zaggy hashtag from yeah, people. Well, what's the tip point, process for pizza point. drivers now? Can you build in a tip in your payment or not? You can someone also uh, email me in uh, in 14 days. I've got to do another Sunday show on TV. That's a great topic. <laughs> I might bring that up. I might bring that up on the Tipping radio. Tipping in the FPOS world. Yes. There's your topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, you can't I'll steal that. Your special guest <laughs> yeah, to talk yeah. about it. Uh, two blokes talking tech. The details of Domino's. Um, Innovation in the cooking and delivery space and app space are at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, last week I updated some of the lights in my home and, uh, you know, obviously changing a light bulb's a big deal for me. How many people does it take to change a light bulb in just, the long Just two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to turn the light off because I normally go up to change and Jackson goes, I've got to turn it off! So I actually do have help. So um, when you change a light bulb, what do you turn the power off or turn the light off? Just the light, the light switch but I often don't, don't bother. Have to, no, you don't have to. Shh, kids just, might be listening. Yeah, kids, don't try that at home. Kids, yeah, don't yeah. try that at home. But I, I normally just get a get just a get mummy get a, and daddy to do it. Get a towel and just you know because they're hot. Just twist it. Yeah. Anyway, You're so such a delicate thing. Yeah. Towel, <laughs> <laughs> You're just going up to a hot bulb yeah. and just yeah. twisting it with those man yeah. hands. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
bloody footballer's hands. He got, he's got no feeling in his he's got no feeling in his heart, let alone his hands. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I've had the Philips Hue in my office for for a good uh, since in fact late 2014. I've got the light strips and and different things, and it's fun because you know um, you can change the colours and and all those kind of things. But in um, last week they sent me the new Philips Hue 2.0. Now the difference here isn't isn't actually overwhelming. The concept is still very much the same. The bulbs don't look any different, but they're actually a lot brighter. Um, the uh, the the bridge, the thing that sits next to your Wi-Fi router, is the key difference. It is looks slightly different, but it's also much more powerful inside, better processor, more memory. Is it still round? No, it is square. Okay. Uh, square-ish with round corners. Steve so, Jobs so would be very proud. Hue 2 is this ecosystem. It's not just one particular product. It's the, it's it's the, the whole ecosystem yeah. because ev every product has been updated. But here's the great thing. It's fully forwards and backwards compatible. Yeah. So if you own a Hue system now, you can update the bridge. And the benefits you'll get by updating the bridge are it's it's faster. You just press the button and it just changes right. now. There was a bit of a lag. Firmware update. Uh, well, it's it's a new bridge. It's, oh, it's a okay. faster so firmware, right? You need a new bridge. Plus, the bridge is... Uh, HomeKit enabled. So it's Apple oh. HomeKit enabled, which means you can put widgets in the notification bar. Oh. Plus, I'm sitting there. Harry comes in and goes, can you ask Siri to turn the lights red? It's gold. So you sit there and say, hey, Siri, turn the lights red. And you can be specific, like, hey, Siri, turn the playroom lights red, dim to 10%, and they'll just all happen. Wow, it's cool. very cool. cool. It's very cool. So can imagine you do it from your watch as well? Is there an Apple Watch control? I'd have to check. Home kit well, I think if you hey Siri, it, absolutely. Well, even doing the dimming just with the little crown on oh, the side, that, that could be that, a, that could be something. Yeah, something um, so, you know, you can set up different rooms. So I can say, hey Siri, turn the studio lights off. And that turns the lights off okay. in my office. Um, so that's very cool. Um, but, it, but you don't need to update the... If you've got an Android phone, don't don't bother updating the bridge unless you want the slightly, slightly improved performance. Oh, right. Um, because yeah. it is a bit faster on on the response. Um, they have. So will it come to Android eventually or no? Not not Siri. Well, they can't. Well, not yeah, not HomeKit right. style control. So Cortana is that going to be oh, a, an option? No, for no, no Windows Phone. Oh, Siri. <laughs> Siri's hey, listening Siri. over here. Um, hey, go Siri. away. Hey Siri, shut up. So the bulbs uh, look the same, and they come again in in white or in white and color. Um, but they also they've got rid of the bloom, which used to be the thing that shine up against the wall, oh. and they've replaced it with the Go, which is this now wireless. So you can actually it's got three hours with a battery life Hugh in it. Hugh Go. Hugh Go. Yeah, it. got it. Love it. Um, Harry loves it. Yeah, it's a great little thing. You sit it on the on the dinner table, and you could set it to candlelight and actually flickers. Very so it's nice. Wireless for lots of wireless light. Fully battery wireless. battery powered. Battery powered. Yeah. Wow, cool. Only three hours worth of uh, yeah. a light at, at full brightness but easy night light overnight for kids um, but here's the cool thing uh, two two other cool things the strips you can still cut them to different lengths but you can now also buy extensions so you can now add length because that's one of the, the challenges yeah you know well i'm going to ask you something here about the strips mm. would it be possible for me to put strips on top of my shelves here to yes. illuminate my blu-rays yes. it would look beautiful it would look right. just unbelievably awesome but in the, fact, the, what you do is you sit the you'd though, sit yeah. it behind them. You'd sit you pull the Blu-rays forward a centimeter, and you put the strips down there, and it'll light up behind them. Up. It'll look great. What I just do is you know, just, so just it, I'll just describe to people behind us here is, is bookshelves. You know, ten shelves high full of Blu-rays, but on top, Stephen, you've got masks like heads yeah. of of characters from movies. Yeah. I'd put the the light strips behind those, and it'd illuminate behind them slightly. It'd look yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But you so you so you, be they only come in two meter length, so you could then get extra one meter length to to make it across that whole bookshelf. Oh, so the, is that the new strip that's out now, or is it? I get the new strip so that you can add um, length to them, and they also have a better white. Nothing on wrong them. with adding length to it, mate. No, that's no awesome. it doesn't add thickness though. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: if you don't want to get into the whole home automation thing, they have now a a wireless remote dimmer switch. A little square switch, um, which is really easy. It, it comes. You can buy it on its own to control parts of your system, yep. or you can buy it with a bulb. And you don't need anything else. 
You put the bulb in the roof yep. and the switch automatically works with it. So you don't need an electrician. Don't need the bridge or anything. You don't need an electrician. You no. can have dimming lights in any room just by putting a bulb in and this switch. That's genius. It's very, very smart. I will be getting onto them to get get these set for myself, mate. Oh, bloody oath. It's very, very good, mate, because you know you can dim the lights in a whole different ways. I've I've already got this um this thing called the, the Phillips a tap. You right out. Look at I've you. had this for a while. I'm uncomfortable you having things I don't have. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I'm well aware. I am uh, well aware. And vice versa, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Phillips tap is a round switch system, yeah. no power. That's it, is that it, you? No, that's old. That's been around for a while. That uses kinetic power. Like they've got some good stuff. So you got to remember, Phil has been in the lighting game for for decades. They know this stuff. Stephen, can I tell you? As we sit here, they have downlights. Have they? So two two big changes. They've got screw and bayonet this year, and they've got downlights. And the downlights, you don't need a transformer either. So it's just direct two forty. So you can take these out, get rid of the transformer, and they're the same size. And you can have, you could have the home theater here set up. In, you could change the lights based on the movie you're watching. Oh, mate, this has oh, got to be straight on the phone. Jay, what's her name? Jade at 11? I think you could go expect, to a shop. Just... <laughs> Everyone else is driving. I'm straight Here's down to Army Norman. <laughs> We're talking about the, the lovely PR, yeah, the PR lady who's going to help me out. Anyway, Philips Hue 2.0. If you've got Hue now, worth the upgrade if you like Siri and, and you want snappy performance. But also, there's there's plenty of new products available too. Wow. So check it out. Uh, Philips Hue, I've put the details up at eftm.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Check them out for your home and small business networking needs. The uh, the Netgear range of routers are uh, sensational. The X8 Nighthawk is the top of the range right now. It has active antennas, which basically ta- takes away the interference that occurs when the when the, the signal is brought down onto the motherboard of the device. There's you know there's a lot of electronics in there, so why not put the the reception for the for the Wi-Fi at the top of the antenna so that it's a pure signal coming into the motherboard, which then does all the work. It's also a faster processor, a whole bunch of great features. Tri-band router, so you can put the kids on one Wi-Fi network, put your your streaming services on another, and uh, just a great little system. So the Netgear Nighthawk X8, top of the range right now. If you're looking for a a home router that's going to cater for the whole family, especially when you've got a big family who uh, streaming everywhere. Check it out now. Netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Yeah, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I hadn't actually used any of the Razer brand Razor. of products. The, the gaming company, very, very clearly. So Razer um, spelled R A Z E R. I've probably yeah. spelt it wrong a few no, times right. in the review. No, I might have spelled Should it wrong. Do you want to give it a quick sub edit? No, <laughs> no, don't. Please, no, never sub edit my site. It's terrible. <laughs> um, I can't spell for life, save my life. Um, you know, they make high-end gaming products, but here's the thing. They released this laptop, which is not a gaming laptop. Mm-hmm. It is a high high performance laptop, Ultrabook. And the idea is it's got a Thunderbolt 3 USB-C port in it, and you can plug it into a product they're about to release called the Razer Core, which is basically a graphics processor. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to have a gaming setup at home, you could have a monitor in the core and then just carry your Ultrabook around. Now, here's what I love about this. This thing is like MacBook Air-style weight, style thinness, um, in fact, MacBook style. 13.1 millimeter. I read on EFTM.com.au. Yes. 1.25 kilos. It is. It is light. It is Intel Core i7. It's touch screen. Oh. Um, you know, keyboard changes colors, different lights. You can have a whole range of things. And it comes in four configurations: a Quad HD display or a ultra high definition display, 4K, and different hard drives in between. Anything from from 1500 up to 2500. And you know what? pound for pound competitive against your MacBooks and, and other Ultrabooks, 
it is absolutely on par in terms of performance and kit out. So reasonable pricing too starts at fifteen one thousand five hundred and forty nine ninety five, which is a great reasonable. price for a yeah. quad HD screen, one hundred twenty eight gig hard drive with an Intel Core i seven processor. There's no other option. There's no i fives and i threes. Okay. It's only i seven. Well, being gaming, if it's ca- can is capable, it's of, capable gaming of gaming anyway. Gaming, yeah. But 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 by, even by having a capable of gaming, you got to remember it's capable of then doing all these other high end tasks like your your video editing and and picture editing and all that. And sort one of the stuff. reasons they're able to do the prices it's not available at you know harvey's and the like you got to buy it online but that's not a bad thing i I, honestly i look at this and go this is my favorite top-end laptop right now i've actually had to do a thing recently we go you know what would you spend under 500 what would you spend under a thousand and what would you spend Mm -hmm. above that i'd be buying this because aside from the mac which is it's just it's a different ecosystem some people aren't wanting to go there um and you know we we could talk another, another week about the galaxy tab Pro S and the the 4G version, you know, this is what I'm using right now. I'd take the Razer over this because I'm not into the tablet style thing. This is a great laptop, well worth a look for anyone that's um, looking for something a bit different. And also, listen, young people love their hip oh, and yeah. cool stuff. This thing, you know, the Razer logo is well known in the in the community. Absolutely. It lights up on the back. It's black. You know what my only negative about it is? Yeah. The black material does that whole like fingerprinty, like palm print. It, uh, you can see where your fingers and hands were. Magnet. It's a bit of not a magnet, but it's just like you, you look yeah. at a bit of a smudge on it and stuff. Okay. But that's the only bad thing still I could got, find still about. Still got it. decent connectivity. Eh? Two USB three yes. ports, headphone jack, HDMI yes. port as well. Did I see USB C? Yeah, so H, uh, USB C on one side to charge with, with yep. along with a USB and a headphone jack, and on the other side, a head uh, HDMI. And another wow. USB three because it's very rare to see that much connectivity in such a thin laptop, isn't it? That's like right. that, that, that's impressive. Like wow. super impressive. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, I absolutely thought it was a great device uh, for the price and, and for the features. So check it out. Eftm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Bose have uh, unveiled their new range of headphones. They've got a new range of in-ear headphones, earphones, and... Just a month after my father-in-law bought my mother-in-law new ones for Mother's oh, Day. Oh, don't you hate that? Don't you hate that? Well, anyway, the uh, the new range, though, and any time Bose release a new, new range of headphones, you've got to remember that this is the sort of company that they don't just add a number to it and change a little bit here yeah. and there there is there are specific audio improvements uh, and they've take it to the next level and 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 that's the, these products are no exception the thing with all of them though is that this entire range is now wireless so we're talking the QC35 the quiet comfort 35 mm-hmm. which look just like the old i think they've had a bit of a refined design but designed to be more comfortable but they are bluetooth connected so that you can listen to your music wirelessly and if you're on a plane though and there's no bluetooth on a plane they still pack the cable that can connect to the 3.5 mil port on the uh, the jack on the headphones, mm-hmm. and they've also got an airline adapter so you can listen to your stuff as well. That's four hundred and ninety nine dollars, which is a hundred bucks more than the is, old ones. It, just for the for not being having a cable, you're paying an extra hundred bucks. But on top of that, you got to remember they there are some audio improvements as well. I'm working on a review for that right now. I've already got those, and, and I've got to say they sound brilliant. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, that, that's San Francisco. So we're both fine to San oh, yeah, Francisco yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. Couldn't be a better time to test a set of uh, noise cancelling headphones. And the Bose, uh, the next ones are the Quiet Control 30. So QC in this case is Control. Now these are in ear headphones, earphones, but they come with a little band that you wear around your neck that allows you then to have these as an all day earphones where you can pop them in and out to listen to your music, listen to your calls. But the reason they're called Quiet Control is because you can control the level of noise reduction, the noise cancellation. So you decide how much of the outside world you want to block out. None. 
I mean, all of it. All of it, yeah. Well, but but in this case, if you walk in the streets, you don't. You want to be able to hear a car if it's coming around the corner or whatever. You want to be able to hear some noise. If you're on a train, then block it all I'm out. I'm a big fan of Darwin's theory yeah. in those cases. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, Bose isn't, and that's why they've done that. But uh, they they again have uh, their wireless as well. Moving on to the Sound Sport and the Sound Sport Plus. Now these are wireless in-ear headphones as well. And they are designed, obviously, with special materials so you can use them while you're exercising, sweating, and all that kind of gear. And the, the other model is the SoundSport Pulse, which actually can read your heart rate based on the blood flow it can detect within your ear, which I've learned is more, more accurate, accurate than your wrist-based yeah. and, and, and as accurate as a chest strap. Right. So... Uh, not bad at all. Now, all these products, uh, some of them are going to be available from next week. Others available from uh, early September. But the uh, just running through the prices real quick, the QC35s, the new wireless noise cancelling, 499 The QC30s, the quiet control 30s in-ears, uh, 399 That's where you can control the noise cancellation. SoundSport, 249 And if you want to add SoundSport Plus, 299 And uh, all of that, just follows on from what we talked about last week with the iPhone 7 being no headphones because exactly every right. single yeah. one of them is wireless. I did, I did ask uh, about, obviously they've heard the rumours as well and being having Bluetooth connectivity will then will work with the new iPhone but the, the thought is in the industry that there'll be some kind of adapter in the box for you to use with your old headphones or will Apple give everyone a pair of Bluetooth earphones in the box? You know how you get a pair of earphones. No, I think the they'll they'll give you in the box. No, no, in the box will be a lightning set. Yeah. Your, your normal Apple white headphones will be a lightning connector. Yeah. And if you want your old headphones, go go twenty five bucks. You'll be able to buy an adapter that goes lightning to, yeah. to headphone. Oh, so the headphone in the box you're saying will have one have a three point five mil and have a lightning. lightning. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes sense. You're gonna have two types of headphones in the market yeah. coming up soon. It's gonna be wireless or lightning, yeah. <laughs> and uh, wireless will be all well, the Android. Wired, wired for everyone else. But uh, as as I've said in the past, Apple is the only company bold enough to do this, and then you'll see every other company do the same thing. Two blokes talking tech. Just quickly on headphones, um, I've been reviewing a couple of Sony ones. Uh, the Sony behind the neck is what I, is what they call them, and I call them. They're called the Hear In, um, that because they're in-ear headphones. They've got the same thing as what I noticed. The Bose have got this horseshoe around your neck system. Band, yeah. I bloody hate it. I don't like the idea of it. It looks stupid, but... I, I put up with it. I put it on. And actually, a few people said to me, why don't you wear them inside your shirt? So you wear them around because yeah, they're, they're quite comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you can wear them on, like skin on. Skin on skin, the skin. Or, un, uh, or if you're wearing a business shirt, a collar, collar, you can wear them in the collar. So yeah. you can look a little bit better than stupid, which is good. Give me a look at them. So uh, so they've got a, a band similar. Okay. And then they're, they're also like the Jabra Halo yes. Fusions as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So, so what you end up with is, it, is, is the bulk of the headphone around your head, which is the, the Bluetooth part, the power, the yeah, battery, battery, and all that stuff. Yeah. And all you have is these little headphones about you know 15 centimeters of cable coming out for each year and now here's the thing Stu I as I said I didn't want to look like an idiot so I, but I but I wore them and I was walking around the city do you know what I noticed it was actually much more comfortable than any other in-ear headphone because I didn't feel like anything was pulling down on my ear so when you walk with your phone plugged in or whatever yeah. or even with bluetooth headphones from ear to ear they're yeah. either too it's too short they, or whatever favor a side that's right, right. Yeah. but because the the there's enough slack in the cord down to your neck Mate, it felt weightless. It felt like they yeah. weren't there. Well, I think the whole idea behind them and um, the, is to me is that they're meant to be worn all day. Yeah. Like if you like, I've got the Bluetooth just ear, ear to ear, the cord ear to ear, mm. and having them just wearing them loose around your neck 
they could sort of slip off and drop off. So it's not really it's not really designed to be used all day. Whereas these are, yeah. they sit there and the the, the ear, earbuds just drop down to the top of your chest whenever you need them. You just pick them up and put them in yeah. your ear again. So they're they're designed for that sort of person who's yeah maybe a commuter who's around making some phone calls and, and wants access to that to that yeah. straight away. Two ninety nine though. It's a lot of money for a set of wireless headphones. Yeah. I just feel like we're, I feel like we're, we're early in this wild. I mean, even though wireless headphones aren't new, I feel like we're early at the the mass market of them, and everyone's trying to get their piece of the margin. Yeah, I think though, you you look at the brands though, the pricing of brands, and and Bose obviously they're they're not cheap, but but they are acknowledged as one of the better brands. Mm. You look at Sony, which is again what you've just talked about. They are again a premium audio brand. You look at another company, Beats. They're expensive, yeah. so. I think companies, the pricing is based on who it's from. I think if you did a blind test of five different headphones, you may find the $99 Jabras may be sounding by, to some people as good as the 299 Sonys. So, and it's again, that audio being a very subjective thing, yep. brand loyalty, so many things at play here. So I think that's the reason why we write about so many different products is people can get to make up their own mind. That's it. Anyway, the Sony here ends. Uh, I'll put photos up and, uh, and a little review at eftm.com.au. Well, it's a, it's a timely topic, this one, uh, with the recent events in Western Australia. Where is it? Two people were attacked by sharks, killed yeah, by one, sharks. One guy, uh, Ben, lost his leg and then lost his life as yeah. a result of the injuries. And another woman then uh, who was diving was, uh, was yeah. taken by a shark. So the, 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 the story, the product we're talking about is, is actually a leg rope. It's, it's called the Modom leg rope, the shark leash. And this is designed to repel sharks. So it's like looks like a normal leg rope that a surfer would wear and attach to their board. Is that the regular seven millimeter cord? But the difference here is that this has got very powerful magnets on board to create its own electromagnetic field around the surfer. And and because of those magnets, and they are so strong, they could damage electrical equipment, medical equipment, which is why they need to be housed in a protective box when you're not using them. Wow. So they that means that they never need to be recharged. They never lose the, the power. So they're always going to yeah, have... The last uh, thing was to get to yeah. charge your magnets and be out there in Wooshka. That's right. So what it does, it creates this electromagnetic field around the surfer. And, and sharks are said to have this... Who's uh, testing this stuff? Well, it has been tested. I'll, I'll, there's a video on my story on Tech Guide where they have actually, and I'll explain that. It's not minute. the best job in the world, is it? Well, no, they, they didn't get a real person testing it. They got a, a tank with sharks in it, and, and I'll explain that in a minute. But sharks apparently have a very sensitive, uh, powerful electrical sense. And the electromagnetic field disrupts that, so cause them irritation. So any kind of inquisitive shark is not going to swim closer to it; it's going to swim away. It's like um, there's certain people who we don't want around us when they're around it. Kind of, it's an interruption in <laughs> the force. If only you could buy that. I would buy that tomorrow. But anyway, it's it is it is similar to that. Where sure, they won't be on next week's trip. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 shark leash has been used by some of the world's best surfers, by the way. Taj Burrow, uh, Alana Blanchard, Mark Matthews. They're oh, all. They're all in. They're all in the video uh, that, that explaining how it works. And in the video with the testing, they had this sort of leg-shaped object with the leash around it. They they had sharks swimming around it. The Where's sharks, the magnet worn, or it's, is it's, it on the board? It's at the end now. It's at the end of the of the leash. So the leash that goes around your leg, it's right here. Okay. So it's because your leg's in the water, mm -hmm. it's going to create the magnetic field in the water. Okay. So the 
the testing involved. They had this like leg shape in the water, and you can see this on the video: sharks coming near it and, and sort of being scared away, like repelled away from it. So they they shy away from it. Why don't we just whack a bunch of magnets out well, instead of the nets? Oh, there's plenty of other things that are available there, but in this case, it's it's a personal item that you can wear on your body so that the sharks won't come near you. But they did say one thing. They said that, look, normally sharks are inquisitive and they're sort of swimming near you and this will repel them away. One one little disclaimer is that, you know, obviously the, the big daddy of them all, the great white, is is what they call, like these other sharks, bull sharks, tiger sharks, they're predatory creatures, okay? So they're there swimming around and if they get close enough to you, they might have a bit of a nibble at you. But this leash will nine times out of ten make them feel uncomfortable and move away, right? So here's a little, little. feel like David Attenborough right now. But great whites are different. Great whites are what they call ambush predators. Oh, yeah, no. So, <laughs> no shit, so, No, no but, but, <laughs> but, no, but what I mean by that is that if, if a tiger shark is near you, they might have a crack. Mm. A great white can size you up from 100 metres away and just charge at high speed and just go, boom. That's the ambush predator. So... If you've got a modem surf leash around you and a shark, a great white's coming at you at at, at speed from a distance, then yeah, it's you're, you're it'll be put take, off. His dinner, his dinner won't be that great because well, of the electromagnetic field, but nah, he'll still but have it. it. It may not, it may not work. Like, that's what I'm saying. That and the nine out of ten thing really put me off the product. Well, I'll be honest. But, no, but no, look, I think any surfer that goes in the water, they know that there's a small risk. That something may happen. Yep. I think with the in product, the same way that we all know when we get on the roads and we walk yeah, the streets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with this, I think knowing they've got this on them, at least they've they got a little bit of peace of mind to say, right, I've got at least I've got something to protect myself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the modem a shark leash, it's available now. It's priced at two hundred and fifty bucks. I think of any surfer who likes spending time out there often and, and wants a little bit of protection, then this is the product to get. It's uh, details, photos, and that video Stephen references at Tech Guide. What, no intro? Oh. <laughs> well, it's that time of the show you where... You're um, a bit of a sleepy over there, yeah. mate. <laughs> it's comfy. Well, that does the head to come up on this yeah. thing? Oh, oh, it does, because it felt... It, yeah, it did feel a little bit... Not so good. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to bag the theatre, though. Um, two Blokes Talking Tech, you're listening. This is episode 258. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And, of course, the time has come where, um, for those of you that have skipped the rest of the podcast, a lot of podcast apps have a skip feature. I reckon some people have programmed us to go, like, skip 30 and just get me to the minute reviews. Do you reckon? Maybe. I, I, I hope I not. Know. I hope not. If that's the case, we just want you to go back and have a listen. Have a listen. Just come yeah, on. It's worth it. Give us something. Give us a rating too on iTunes, will you? Anyway, Stephen's first product is from SanDisk. Yeah, this is the SanDisk flash drive. This is an update of the product they had last year that had both a USB connection and a lightning connection. It's a lot It's a lot sleeker this year. Last year, it was kind of a, a little bit wider and thicker. Now, it just basically looks like a USB key, little USB drive with a lightning port attached to the other end on a, on a flexible rubber extension to the back of the drive and what this allows you to do any iphone users who want to expand their memory share data download data and bring it back to your computer this allows you to do that on the run so that if you got your you're about to jump on a plane you've got uh you got your favorite movies on board you can just simply plug this into your iphone or your ipad and you can watch all your movies it comes with an app you can download that then gives you uh, a way for you to then look at what files you have on board and also allows you to upload 
upload and download data uh, and even do things like automatic backups for your photos and things like that. So rather than you taking up all of the space of your, your phone, you can save some space by using the SanDisk flash drive, which, which comes in, in, various, uh, in various capacities. The one I've got in my hand is the 32 gig but it goes up to 128 gig. Uh, prices starting, the 64 is 109.95. Uh, no, that's a 32 gig is 109.95. 64 is 149.95, uh, and is available for for your iPhone, iPad. Uh, available now at those prices at your major retailers, as well as uh, places like DC Expert, DigiDirect, PC Byte, Tech2Go, and the Vita Group as well. Wonderful. Check out details shortly at techguide.com.au. And uh, for a little bit of an ultra-wide look through a camera lens, D-Link. Yeah, well, D-Link is a, a company that is already makes uh, things like routers and modems and all those sorts of products. It also has a range of uh, webcams as well. The latest one being this new ultra-wide Wi-Fi camera. It's so wide, it can deliver 180-degree angles on yeah. its camera. So it's ultra-wide view, the widest angle available on any fixed consumer camera. So you can place it in one spot and be able to view the whole room. It's also got uh, this this technology on board, this de-warping technology. So rather than you having a fisheye view and hardly being able to tell what's what, yeah. it has this de-warping technology that flattens out the video so you get a very good look around the room as well. Uh, you can connect this as well. Obviously, you can connect through an app. You can remotely view it and it's in, it's in HD as well, so full, full HD so you can see everything very clearly. You can access it through an app it's also got local recording, so if you've got a, a micro SD card, it can lo it can locally record everything. So you can set it to motion detection, sound detection, and all those recordings. Rather than you having to set up a cloud account and download them, you can have them all locally stored. It also can can uh, connect to a recorder. They're, they've got a, a companion product, the My My D Link camera recorder. So you can use uh, record and playback up to four of these cameras. Uh, and again, with local storage, you can just connect a USB hard drive and have all that locally stored. Uh, the D-Link, it's the DSC2630L, the ultra-wide view Wi-Fi. Uh, it's priced at $499.95. Details, photos, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And that's a wrap here. Uh, I'm comfortable here in the uh, Tech Guide studio. We're going to uh, put on a five minutes of something to blow me away with the amazing Absolutely. sound and video. Yep. And uh, we'll be back again next week live from San Francisco uh, following the Worldwide Developers Conference keynote yep. uh, by Tim Cook and his crew uh, at Apple. We're flying as guests of Apple. We will be there to bring you the podcast and all the details from Worldwide Developers Conference and any other great news that occurs during the week. Stephen, we'll be back again then. We will see you from San Francisco. Of course, we fly in separate separate flights so that we're the yeah. Two blokes like, are English like the, Premier League team, you know. We, it's like the royal family. They can't fly everyone at the yeah, same time. That's right. <laughs> Whether, were you, I'm the king. What are you? Yeah. Definitely not the queen. I promise you now. I'm the prince. Two blokes talking to you.